Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. That is right, my friends. You have tuned in to America's Home for Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. It is good to be back, back here uh, behind the microphone, kicking off 2022 with you. And I appreciate the time away. Um, although the work, you know, it's. <clears throat> I do hope you know that there's not just an hour, an hour a day of work here. There's a lot of things that go on, as there are with the things that you do as well. But I still was able to take a little bit of time off and um, do some things and work on some things that needed to be done. But it is good to be back here behind the microphone. Of course, a lot of things that happened. You know, I want to say before we start, too, I hope that you were able to unplug a little bit. You know, I was out yesterday, and it just strikes me. And this strikes me sometimes... um, not just yesterday, but I was out <clears throat> getting some work done, and I was uh, I was actually leaving a restaurant. And as I was leaving, I noticed there were, I don't know, maybe eight people sitting waiting for a table. As you know, you have to wait on tables now because um, these restaurants, a lot of these restaurants are hurting for, for labor, as you well, as you well know. And it's not the server's fault. It's not even the. It's not the people that work there. It's not their fault. It's there's just not enough help. Anyway, as I was walking out, it just struck me. There's eight people sitting there. They're out in public, out with people, and every single one of them, hundred percent of them, on their phones. I just, folks, I'm not saying the phones are bad. Phones to me are like money, right? It can be. They're amoral. It's what we decide to do with them. But it's remarkable to me. How many people fall into the trap of wanting to be anywhere other than where they are? Anywhere other. And we all, I understand, we all get caught up in stuff. We all got maybe work to do or we're following something online or whatever. But man, I hope, my point in saying that is I hope you were able to unplug. Because that life, the digital life, and again, I'm not discounting it or saying that there's no value. Please don't misunderstand, but it's not it's not real life. In fact, if we only live there at the expense of everything else around us, we don't form real connections with anybody. And that that I see is a much larger problem. So I hope in America today, I hope you were able to disconnect and connect with your families, just refresh, uh, have a good time at Christmas. Hopefully the nephew or the crazy uncle or crazy aunt or whatever I didn't light your fire too much with some of the talk about whatever it was, politics, how great Biden was doing in the economy, (laughs) Um, their faux outrage at Let's Go Brandon, which is where I want to start today. Uh, That was something that happened on Christmas Eve. I'm sure most of – I can't imagine none of you um, not seeing or hearing this um, Let's Go Brandon call – that happened on Christmas Eve. Um, 
I think President Biden and Dr. Jill, right? Dr. Jill, as we're supposed to call her, was sitting, uh, we're sitting together on the, what, the sofa, uh, talking on camera. I think, I think they were talking about where Santa was or some such thing, just sort of a Christmas Eve thing. And it's, look, it's fine, right? And I got nothing, this is what, this is one of the things that presidents do. Um, there is, there is kind of a symbolic role and some, just some uh it's good to have some of this stuff right it's not good to have biden as president but this is this is all right i'm not knocking this what i am knocking is <laughs> the out the outrage to this so there's a caller that calls in is he's from oregon and he's taken um his name is jared schmeck he's from as i said oregon calls in talks with dr biden Dr. Jill and President Biden about Christmas Eve. And there's it's it's a pleasant call, right? There's some exchange back and forth, and um, he's talking about wishing everyone a Merry Christmas, and he can <laughs> he concludes his call. He concludes his call with um the infamous phrase, let's go, Brandon. Now, I know that there may be a variety of opinions on this phrase from those of you in this audience. Right, I know some of you may think, "My goodness, that is code for um, I don't." What do you say? There's another phrase <laughs> that people, I guess, a, a acronym or whatever, FJB, the F word, Joe Biden. Trying to keep this clean for young uh, young ears and to just communicate what's going on here. And so let's go, Brandon, as you remember, as you recall, go back to, I don't know when the race was, um, a NASCAR race maybe sometime in October is what I want to say. It could have been November, September, October, November, around that time frame when a reporter was interviewing a NASCAR driver in the winner's circle and the audience, the fans were clearly chanting um, the first phrase, <laughs> F. Joe Biden, I'm, you understand what I'm saying. And uh, the reporter said something to the effect of, oh, these fans are chanting, let's go Brandon, <laughs> which they clearly weren't. Now, I don't want to accuse her. I don't know. You know, you can hear it on, micro on, on the mic. Maybe she wasn't familiar with I. It seems pretty clear to me. Uh, maybe she didn't know what else to say because people – Maybe we're picking it up on their, you know, televisions at home or what have you. So she says they're chanting "Let's go, Brandon," which only, I, you know, now we have this match made in heaven. We've got the media, which this this young female reporter and her name's escaping me at the moment. I wasn't expecting to to set the stage this far back, but anyway, she she's the one that you know said "Let's go, Brandon," and this, of course, you've got the media, and she represents the media there. You've got. The angry, upset, disappointed voters, uh, American people, voicing their displeasure with the sitting president of the United States through words that I'm not, <laughs> I'm not condoning. Right? I don't go around saying this. You know that you've listened to this program for a long time. Um, if you haven't, if you're new, you can go back and you won't hear any. <laughs> Any language like this, obviously, for one, we're on the radio. Number, Well, for one, that's not how we talk on here. Number two, 
it's on the radio, so that's really not permitted, um, even if I want to, which I don't. <laughs> I don't, by the way. Anyhow, so this is um, the media, again, to the casual observer, someone in the media trying to misrepresent the feelings of people that are in the electorate, right? She's either deliberately misunderstood what they were saying or she maybe she really did misunderstand. I'm trying to be kind to her and give her the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. It seems a little bit of a stress to think she couldn't hear what they were saying and understand and somehow thought that they were saying, let's go, Brandon. But anyway, this this didn't serve to discourage people who were upset with President Biden. In fact, what it did, it gave them it, – it gave this, this – new life right now people instead of chanting the expletive joe biden the f word joe biden which again i'm not condoning but instead of doing that now they've got a phrase <laughs> that is completely um that, that you can say without any uh you're not saying anything bad now it's it's you could say code code or um you know kind of a wink and a nod sort of thing here as to what you really mean but now it's not, it's not uh, an expletive. It's not cursing. It's not something that's, um, you know, vulgar to say. It's a step removed. But in in and of itself, it's not it's not bad. All right. It, it's it's the phrase "Let's go, Brandon." So again, the media, either deliberately in this girl's case or. Unintentionally misrepresenting what was being said by the by the fans. Let's go, Brandon. Or excuse me, blank F word, Joe Biden. She says it's let's go, Brandon. So the audience says, you know what? Let's pick up the let's pick this up. It starts being chanted at college football games. You know, it's it's there's t-shirts made, <laughs> there's uh, hats and all sorts of stuff. And this only serves this only serves to illustrate the point that maybe. Actually, definitely, in in general, the media serves to um, to hide the emotions or the displeasure that the American people have towards President Biden. In fact, um, if you if people say too much about their displeasure, whether they say that phrase or not, there's often pressure um, to shut those people up. In fact, I just you saw yesterday Marjorie uh, Taylor Greene is permanently banned now from Twitter. Permanently banned because of some tweets about about COVID-19, um, which we'll hopefully get into in, in due course here. Anyhow, so that's the background for this Christmas Eve phone call. And so Biden takes the phone call. And, and you know, you know, the, the, the folks that are Biden's handlers, his support staff, however you want to look at this, they are... Nervous. The very idea of President Joe Biden going out on live television is enough to send shivers up the spine of the radical left, of the Democrat Party, of the media. They know that they put this guy out there without a teleprompter, um, without you know some some sort of note cards, who to call on. You know, it's it's live television now. Believe me, they probably still did everything in their power to vet these folks to try to get people in front of Biden or speaking with Biden and Dr. Jill up there that um, we're not going to make the president look silly or ridiculous. However, that's not what happened. In fact, here is that phone call. 
And you can sense here, you can sense here, you can't see doc, uh, Dr. Jill's face. She realizes what happens. She drops her head. She purses her lips. She's not very happy. Joe Biden, President Biden, has no idea what's going on here. In fact, he even agrees with the caller. Yeah, let's go, let's go, Brandon. So here's this exchange. This happened on Christmas Eve um, just, just a week or so ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, and how about Penelope? Well, Penelope, she she's only two, so I think she'd be happy oh. with just about eight. Oh, that's great. Well, that's great. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful that you have a two-year-old. Well, well, have a Merry Christmas. Have a wonderful Christmas. And by the way, you guys have to be in bed by Merry nine o'clock, you know, and asleep between nine, nine and twelve, or he doesn't show nine up. And twelve. This isn't to you, Jared. This is to the kids. That's right. <laughs> so this is the banter. Well, I hope you have a wonderful hey, Christmas. Well, yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas as well. Oh, Merry thank Christmas you. And Here comes. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I <laughs> <Yeah>. agree. <laughs> hey, by the way, where, are you in Oregon? Oh, goodness. So, listen, there's no response here. And it's not Where's because... I mean, I'm pretty sure we all know what happens here. The, awesome. the, the folks behind yeah. the... The scenes there realized that they had let someone through, um, and what they feared the most is actually actually what happened. The caller says, "Let's go, Merry Christmas," and "Let's go, Brandon." Brian says, uh, "Biden says I agree. Let's go, <laughs> let's go, Brandon." Which again, um, again, I know that there are people who think this is we have stepped way outside decorum here. We had an American citizen on live TV called the President of the United States trick him into basically, you know, saying bad things about his own presidency in code on live TV. Now, they know what this means. Now, Biden, I don't know if Biden uh, knows. I know he knows at times. I don't know if, you know, you're doing live TV. This could happen to, <laughs> to anybody to a point. Uh, but then you factor in Biden and his just where you know his uh, uh, his his mental state. I, I don't I don't take pleasure in saying this. I just I feel like it's it's true. It's right there. It's an ele the elephant in the room. We all have to address this and recognize that we are dealing with a president who has um, at least cognitive concerns, e ideological concerns, definitely. But on top of that, we have some some issues here that should cause concern cognitively for all Americans, right? It really should be concerning um, regardless of his political party and ideology. Um, there's some concerns here. He's, he's out there basically agreeing with this caller saying, yeah, of course, let's go Brandon. And so there's the serious side of this and the, the, the side of, you know, the group of people who say this is this shouldn't this shouldn't happen. What are we doing? Where are we as a society? I can't believe this. And then there's the other side, which I feel like all people should be able to find this at least mildly a chuckle that this actually happened um, on on Christmas Eve without condoning any of it. Just I don't know. We've lost the ability just just to laugh um, at, at some point, and that's I think that's a problem in our culture as well. You know, even the late night comics who traditionally are incredibly incredibly hard on conservatives. I mean, 
folks, they can be funny. They, it's hard to believe, especially since they've all become serious, radical leftist political uh, commentators, which, of course, means really nothing because they don't stand for anything besides some crazy radical notion that's popular at the moment with the fringe base, uh, which which could mean anything. Something that could come up tomorrow and be, you know, you suddenly have to be uh, in favor of this radical notion or you'll get canceled. But the, these guys aren't funny anymore. Used to, they, they used to make fun of stuff like this. I don't know that they will. Probably. Sometimes they do. It just doesn't get a lot of attention. I doubt that they will here. Uh, instead, folks have put, put on their faux outrage hats, um, especially, now I'm not saying all of you, if you were upset at this, there, there are people who just think this doesn't belong in politics. And I respect that too. To a point, but I want to talk about it when we get back. I want to talk about why, um, why we maybe shouldn't be so uptight about this um, without going out there ourselves and maybe saying and doing stuff for those that don't believe that this has a place. Um, Biden has destroyed the the radical left, the Democrat Party, today's politicians and political class has destroyed, has destroyed and caused a lot of damage and harm to the American people psychologically with some of the stuff we're dealing with, with masks and vaccines and all this, this sort of stuff economically from an opportunity perspective, morally. And I think we'll talk about that after the break, but I think that that's, that needs to be understood here, especially when we're talking about something as important as political speech. So quick time out here, my friends come back and talk about that. You're listening to conservative, not better talk back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. By the way, this program is brought to you in part by our good friends at Smalling Masonry. You may have heard me on here before tell you that we had our chimney inspected and cleaned by Gary, uh, Gary Smalling, back uh, last, uh, about last December. And we would have this year too, but you know, if you listen to this program that we've sold the house and we're actually about to embark um, upon travels here. We leave this week to head down south, and I'll keep you informed as to what's uh, what's going on. So we'll be moving across the country here the, the next few months. It should not interfere really at all with anything we do here on the show because we can broadcast um, from pretty much any anywhere. So anyway, um, but Gary and his team, Smalling Masonry, came out took care of our problem um, or cleaning the, the chimney, but also taught us something uh, about using our, our system more efficiently. And it made a huge difference. In fact, I miss that. Now that it's cold especially, I miss the feeling of that, uh, that warm fireplace this time of year. But if you need your chimney inspected, cleaned, anything pertaining to uh, your chimney or um, wood-burning stove, anything along those lines. Now's the time of year that a lot of folks are doing that. Consider reaching out to our friends at Smalling Masonry in Indianapolis. Gary is the owner and just a top-notch guy, top-notch company. Smalling Masonry, check them out. Be sure to tell them you heard about them on the Tatev Show. So let's go back to what we were talking about last segment. And I know, I know, there's all different types, right? There's all different types of people, personalities, and uh, perspectives on things like let's go Brandon. Now I'm not one to say, well, 
Look at how they treated Trump. But I do think it's important that we realize this, right? I mean, in fact, I saw over the holidays a picture from when Trump was president um, of a bicyclist driving past the motorcade, flipping off the president. Of course, that was considered heroic and bold and expressing one's feelings and so forth um, at the time. And I don't know that I ever really got those things. I think that that, I think you can accept that that comes with politics without condoning it. Um, to me, where you draw the line is the incessant amount of hatred that, that was uh, people had for President Trump, right? We had Kathy Griffin uh, doing her best to impersonate ISIS. That's right, ISIS. She thought that'd be a good idea to have a, a well, a very realistic head, severed head of the President of the United States with blood coming out of his neck, um, holding it up like she had decapitated him. That seemed cool and hip. That made the cover of a magazine. Now, so I'm not saying just because one side does it, the other side needs to, but I am saying this. When you, regardless of the side of the aisle you're on, you have, it's important. Political speech, we have free speech as Americans. Actually, forget about even as Americans for a moment. God has given us the ability to to express ourselves. Now, that doesn't always mean that we'll choose to express ourselves <laughs> in um, ways that are always pleasing to, to him. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't seek to do that. But what I am saying is that political speech even goes a step further. It, it, instead of saying you can't, you know, you, silent, you should silence people on their thoughts and feelings and opinions, political speech is even taking it a step further because politics and our form of government control how we live, right? And so we have a situation here where we are being controlled, at least governed, at least legislated, but dare I say controlled, manipulated, um, exasperated by the policies and the leaders of the radical left. And... We've seen inflation hit highs in, you know, I don't have the year, number of years, but it's many years. You know, inflation's at um, a high for, for many years. You have to go back quite a long ways to see when inflation uh, was at the current rate that it's at. That impacts your ability, my ability, the American people's ability to pay for the things that we need to live Everything from energy costs, which buckle up for that as we enter the colder months here. Um, direct, directly the consequence of radical leftist policies and the so-called green agenda, which is actually the anti-American agenda, the anti-capitalist, the anti-free market agenda. You have businesses that have been totally obliterated by the likes of Joe Biden, but but even and I'm not just saying it's to him, but it's also Bill de Blasio in the city of New York. It's also former governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo. It's also Governor Gavin Newsom in California. It's also uh, the mayor of Chicago. It's also you can you can look go down the list and you can see what has happened. Look at crime. Crime in places, say the city of Minneapolis, which was you know, the hip and cool thing last year was to talk about defunding the police. 
And they, in many places, took steps towards this. And now they're wanting, they're suddenly shocked, by the way, had no idea, no idea that these things would cause problems with recruiting new officers, that they would actually need more officers to make up for whatever cuts they tried to make the previous year. Stupid, obvious, obvious stuff. For anyone with a brain that is predictable, these jokers, these clowns, these, dare I say, totalitarians have taken steps that have hurt people. And then on top of all that, you throw on this COVID situation and you look at Dr. Fauci and you look at the onerous regulations, the heavy handedness, right? We had a kid, a a child, I think a five-year-old, six-year-old child in New York City that was forced to leave a restaurant because, what was it, no vaccination or something. Ridiculous. I mean, we have lost our ever-loving minds on this. Not you, just just the, the country, the people that are out there, the so-called experts, the self-appointed and anointed wizards of smart, as Rush would call them, who actually are wrong almost every time they open their mouths. And these things have caused untold damage on the American people. It has led to higher rates of anxiety and depression amongst the American people. I just saw a survey that showed Americans are very um, pessimistic, I guess, about 2022. In fact, 30 or 30 or 35 percent, I forget the exact number, expected that to be a worse year than 2021 which for many people wasn't a humdinger, humdinger every year anyway. And then you go back to 2020. I mean, there's real problems. And so to me, to me, and I think you can say this without saying you want vulgarity in politics, but I think you can say if that is what's happening, if the people who, and not to mention abortion, by the way, right? How many untold deaths of children, how many untold deaths of children have we seen ushered in by policies of today's Democrat Party and the radical left, I mean, truly, I'm talking about the the radical, anti-God, you know, wing of the Democrat Party. They have ushered in death and destruction, and death through through these abortion policies, destruction of the economy, destruction of law and order, crime rates are soaring, inflation is soaring, the borders open. And all the stuff that comes with that, drugs, crime, um, sex trafficking, I mean, on down the line, they have wreaked havoc on this country. They have wreaked absolute havoc. And for those of you that own a business, for those of you that are trying uh, to start a business, for those of you who are, um, well, just, you understand. You understand what we've been through, especially the past couple of years with some of these policies pertaining to shutdowns all the way back to that. And now with all sorts of things like vaccine mandates, I actually had people, people come to me and they say, Hey, I've got, I'm keeping my, I'm not going to grow my company because if I get over a hundred people, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to enforce the vaccine mandate or have my people tested every week. And if I have them tested every week, I'm going to have to buy all these tests. I already don't have, you know, that there's tight margins in, in some industries and folks are concerned about this this stuff has been totally the result of the radical left policies that is that are being led by the biden administration whoever his handlers are the power brokers there uh the radicals in the democrat party 
And so I view this as the Titanic, right? America is this big, industrious, powerful engine. And if the ship is being piloted by the radical left, and if we implement their policies, the Titanic's a pretty darn good, (laughs) I think, analogy here. They run this thing into an iceberg, whatever they do, just disregarding logic and common sense, and this thing begins to sink. And getting upset at people for saying, let's go Brandon, which I think you don't have to condone, but at the same time, getting upset at them for you know, saying that is like stopping as the Titanic sinking, someone who uses a curse word as the, as the boat is literally sinking. And you say, now listen, we really shouldn't talk like that um, as the ship's going down. But this is the way I look at this. I think more importantly, we have, to under, we have to allow people to express their utter outrage, politically speaking. And again, it is code. They can say it on TV. They can say it on radio. They can say it without it being blurred out or bleeped out because it's not really the thing. It's supposed to stand for something that expresses extreme unhappiness, displeasure, and so forth towards what's happening to them. And I think if we get caught up in whether or not we should say it, and again, I don't say it on here. I chuckle at it. I talk about it. But I'll tell you this. If we, if we don't let people express that level of displeasure with their government, um, I think we're parsing hairs here and missing the bigger point. We need to put our efforts towards restoring a government that doesn't do to its people what this government that's led by Joe Biden himself and the other radical leftists, we have to replace it with people who understand limited government, the Constitution, liberty, and all of those sorts of things. Freedom. And I've got to take a break really long in this segment. My friends, sit tight. Listening to Conservative Not Better Talk, I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. back my friends so i think here it's gonna be a really short segment just because i was long last segment get us back on track here but i think it's important too to point out that because you can't necessarily understand things in a vacuum um i'm not one there's a difference between someone being intentionally uh, provocative, which you could certainly make the case that this guy, the caller was. I mean, he's trying to he's trying to get a, a response here, or he's trying to get some laughs or whatever. He said he was just joking, which seems to make sense to me. I mean, he's trying to make a point too, uh, but it's also something that's. I mean, this let's go Brandon stuff is taking on a life of its own, right? I mean, and this this serves them right. It serves them right. Because they do everything in their power when when Trump is president or a Republican's president. They try to gin up as much hatred and anger and rage as possible. They spent four years plus doing that. Trump-Russia collusion, right? All this sort of stuff. Insurrection. Not a single person has been charged I mean, with insurrection. I'm not saying that they don't. Look, people that broke the law need to be held accountable. Plain and simple. No matter who they voted for for president. I feel like sometimes I'm the only person that's willing to say that, Um, at least that has a microphone. Obviously, people out there listening, I think you would agree with that, right? But I I think, too, first of all, they they 
deserve this. They've brought the, this on themselves. They have they stir the pot when Trump is president. They chase false narratives. They try to elicit a certain response from the American people, which is hatred of their president. They don't want people to be happy with what's going on. When Bush was, I go back to Bush when he was president. They constantly when think when the economy is going well. When's the recession going to come? Right? That's how they approach these things. Oh man, we got to be. We got to talk about a recession before there's any any indication that there's a recession coming. But we got to talk about that, and we have to make people worry about it because that oftentimes, many times, <coughs> excuse me, becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. So they'll throw that out there, try to get people stirred up and worried about something like that. But then literally the dumpster fire that we have now is ignored. In fact, we're told Biden tweeted out on, I don't know, New Year's Eve or something, tweeted out that um, just how great things were going. <laughs> I'll read that tweet next next segment. How wonderful things are going. And see, they go to that extent whenever a Democrat's in office. So this serves them right. But I'll also add, I'm not a guy. If if you're going to try to start a fight, that's a different story. But part of being conservative and not bitter is, hey, man, if you want to sit there, I, I, you have to allow for people to express their emotions. I mean, you learn this if you've dealt with customers or people. you got to let people express that stuff and and let it get out of the system or whatever. Try to find a solution or just get to the point where folks can have, I guess, a conversation with you or just get it off their chest. And simply by listening and allow that line that to happen. I mean, we're not going to sit there and just criticize. Well, you used, you know, you used some words there that I wouldn't have used. Okay, maybe. In fact, probably. But what do we achieve? I just, what do we achieve by doing that? Do we, do we want to say I was, you know, morally superior. I think we have to be we have to stand for what's morally right, but also understand that people are people and that political speech has to be. We have to let people express what, you know, how upset they are. Their lives are being in many cases ruined by these policies. Freedom is freedom is hanging by a thread. I mean, we've we've come so far in such a short amount of time especially as people think about COVID. You, you shouldn't have in the minds of some of these radical leftists, you should have no choice whatsoever. But they say you get a vaccine, then by golly, you better roll your sleeve up or they'll send Biden's vaccine police to your door. Knock on your door, roll your shirt sleeve up. If not, they're going to send in some of the Aussie police force to tie you down and force you to get the vaccination. I mean... It's insane how far we've come, and people are applauding that as the as the moral and just thing to do, and to to not allow people to express that anger and rage, and <laughs> I think justifiable outrage um, is not is not an American concept. And I think you can say that without saying I don't go around saying it and flipping off the president and stuff like that. I guess yeah, we'll try to make it about. You know, concepts and ideas, but I think you can not get all worked up about some of this, and some people do. Some people get worked up, and they're focusing on the wrong thing. We literally have policies that are destroying families in place, right? We have an economy that's being run by people 
that don't believe in free markets. That's hurting people's ability to provide for their families. We have abortion policies in place that's literally leading um, to, you know, children, unborn children being um, their lives ended. These things, I, they're not even in the same ballpark to me. They really aren't. And and sometimes conservatives, well, and I, you know, sometimes well-meaning conservatives are their best their worst enemy, I should say. Quick time out, my friends. I'm going to read that Biden tweet just telling us how wonderful things are going after his first year in office when we get back. <laughs> Sit tight. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. By the way, program is brought to you in part by our friends at Hayes and Sons. HayesandSons.com slash Todd. They can help with fire, water, smoke, restoration issues if you've been hit by those things and check it out hazensons.com slash todd is where you can find out more information so let's read this tweet i just have a couple of minutes here um biden tweets this out i said new year's eve i was wrong 458 on december 29th now biden might have thought that it was new year's eve it is not New Year's Eve, a couple days before that. He says this in his tweet, we're ending 2021 with what one analyst described as the strong... <laughs> I can't even read this with a straight face, folks. I... <sighs> Let's try again. We're ending 2021 with what one analyst described as the strongest first-year economic track record of any president in the past 50 years. Let's keep the progress going. <laughs> let's not keep the what is this this they've gone from trying to can you know fool you as far as lie to you now well they've they've changed their tactics now they're telling you everything you see is great right i guess they're they're convinced by the responses that people have had to covid just following these these rules blindly thinking that no matter how illogical some of this stuff is it's going to be the right solution i guess they can just tell you hey this is good this is good what we're experiencing. This is craziness. I don't want more of this. Nobody, America doesn't want, America doesn't need, this is a disaster. Dumpster fire in the making. Quick time out, my friends, back in a minute. Welcome back, my friends. I mentioned this at the beginning of the program. I just want to make sure that I spend the, well, what time we have here final minute or so talking about this um twitter permanently suspends i love that suspends permanently suspends isn't that bans um expels permanently suspends that this is a new york times headline so obviously we don't have high standards to begin with as far as what to expect from them um twitter suspends marjorie taylor green's account I'm going to read here first couple of uh, – well, the social media service said the Republican congresswoman has violated its policy on coronavirus misinformation. No word, by the way, if they've cracked down – of course they've not uh, – cracked down on Rachel Maddow for saying the things that she said about the vaccine stopping the virus in its tracks. I don't know if you've seen that. Now, that's from March in fairness, but she's not come out and corrected it. So I'm hoping the Twitter police get on top of this. Anyway, she's posted, they say, misinformation. There's a tweet um, where she says that the vaccines are failing, which I've – look, 
I understand um, what's what's going on here, right? I understand that people are saying you can't say that because that'll discourage people from getting the vaccine. You're going to cause people to die and all this. But I think what she's saying, I mean, I think the point she's making is you have people that are fully vaccinated and we're having outbreaks of this. I mean, look at the NFL, the NBA, ships. Anyway, she's suspended. I've got to go. SDG folks, have a great day. See you tomorrow. Take care.